Welcome to the My St Albans podcast. Local people talking about the local area and their lives. For licensing and copyright reasons, we're unable to include the music originally broadcast with this episode. Here's Matthew Big. Hello listeners and welcome to My St Albans on Radio Verum. This is show number 11 and we have the very talented author Alex Johnson with us today who's written books from everything from sheds to menus. Hello Alex. Hello Matt. Did you like my intro? That was great, I love it, very good. Did I, did I cover everything? Is there anything that I, I missed out there? No, I, I think that's all the uh, various aspects of my genius uh, perfectly summed up really. And I, I said author, are you happy with author or you've done a bit of journalism? Uh, yes, no, I mean, I trained as a journalist and I still work as a journalist for The Independent, but um, I spend most of my time writing um, books nowadays. So I've started saying writer now rather than journalist to people. Yeah. OK. And for, and for our listeners who maybe not seen some of your work, um, Sheds Menus, what else have you written? Um, I've done lots of books about books as well, which sounds like a rather a niche market, but uh, a lot of readers really like reading about books as well as reading books if you see what I mean um so I've written a book of book lists I've written a book about unusual bookshelf design one about improbable libraries um this kind of thing at the moment I'm writing one about writers rooms where famous people actually wrote their their works oh nice and and did you write a book about getting kids to love reading yes that was one that came out last year um and it's all about um, how to give your child a lifelong love of reading. That's the title. Um, lots of tips and hints about how to encourage your children or your grandchildren um, to fall in love with reading. And it's also got lots of um, short chapters by um, people like Cressida Cowell, How to Drain Your Dragon person, and Michael Rosen, um, Holly McNish. Um, it's it's uh, a nice little book, I think, and it's got lots of people who are really expert in encouraging um, children to read and there's lots of suggestions for books from professionals as well oh nice i will check that one out yeah um so thank you so much for doing my st albans uh, welcome to the show um it's quite simple i i have seven questions to ask you um and you have seven songs for us so are you ready to go i'm ready to go ready to go fantastic so let's go back to the very beginning. When when did you uh, when did you arrive in St Albans? Uh, we came here um, almost exactly eighteen years ago. Uh, we'd been living in Madrid for several years, and we came back to England when my second my wife was very heavily pregnant with my second son. Um, and uh, yes, and we we fixed on St Albans. Oh, nice! And apart from the weather, a few changes from Madrid to St Albans. Um, yes, I mean, uh, we didn't know it at all. What we'd, we'd picked it really because uh, before we went to Spain, we'd come to a friend's wedding in St Albans and had a lovely time here, uh, wandering around the town. We went to Peyton Books. The weather was fantastic. And I said, as men often do to their wives, oh, if we come back to the UK, why don't we come and live here? Uh, and actually, it's worked out very well for us. and We've had a, a great time. Yeah. And... Um... So 18 years, the city's sort of slightly changed. Um, what's been the most radical thing you've seen? Most radical thing? Oh, blimey, there's a lot more hairdressers and estate agents, I think, than when we came. Um, 
I think yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? Because you have very different um, experiences when you have young children, when you've got um, children who've grown up and gone to university. So uh, I think the feel has, has, has been remarkably similar, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we move on. First song. Um, yes, yeah, my first song. Uh, my first, the first record I bought was with my parents, was Mull of Kintyre by Wings, Paul McCartney's Wings. But the first song that I actually kind of bought by myself, wandering into town and handing over my cash, was uh, Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush, uh, which was um, a big moment for me. Um, and uh, I still like it today. And where, just very quickly, where did, before we play the song, where did you buy that said record? Oh, I, I grew up um, in a small market town in Shropshire called Wellington. Um, uh, and uh, it was in the local John Menzies, I think it was. Um, but uh, yes, it was. Uh, I, I can, if, I, if I look through my record collection to the left of me, I'll be able to pick it out now. Oh, very nice. Well, this is uh, Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. And that was Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights, uh, a good song to start with. Um, this is My St. Organs on Radio Vernon. We're here with Alex Johnson, uh, local writer. That's how we're going to describe you today, Alex. Um, so what has called, what's made you call sort of St Albans home now? Uh, well, I suppose in many ways, like for lots of other people, it's because it's convenient. Uh, my wife's a solicitor in London, so it's a, an easy whiz in for her. Um, when we moved here, I had to go into London reasonably regularly for work. I don't anymore, but um, so it, that's convenient. Um, we like the schools were nice. We had friends already living here. Um, my wife's uh, parents live in Spain, so it's good to be north of London, so we can go to um, Luton Airport to to nip across there. My parents live in York, so similarly, um, it, it's swifter to go up to York from here than it is if we moved somewhere, say in Sussex or South London. Um, and we just we just generally liked it. We we liked the feel of it. Um, everybody seemed friendly when we came to look round, um, and it's uh, yeah, it, it ticks all the boxes, as they say. Yeah, I think um, the access uh, that St Albans offers, you know, London and going north is is amazing. And yeah. you know, I'm similar to you. I, I I moved to St Albans kind of around, yeah, maybe around eighteen, nineteen years ago, and you know, brought up my kids here. But we have a very similar path. Weirdly, I just yeah. I just haven't written any books. <laughs> uh, Not yet. Not yet, not yet. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I think you you do you you. It's a very nice place to live, and it's a great place to call home. Actually, a really nice place to call home. Well, I think the nice thing is you can you're so close to London that you can use all London's attractions and all the advantages of being there. But then you can kind of retreat here. It's it's its own place, isn't it? I mean, it's um, it mm. just feel like a separate area rather than a just an outsurging of London. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. We're not quite North London yet, and I hope <laughs> there will be a, a barrier that stops and we we you know we we cross the divide and we're still we're still Hertfordshire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what's your second song for us today? Okay, so my second song when I was at um, school uh, um, as a teenager in the kind of mid late nineteen eighties, I listened to a lot of eighties um, indie guitar twangy things. Um, um, people like uh, Forty Nice Bears and the Mighty Lemon Drops. Um, but rather than force this upon you, um, I'm going to select uh, something from my favourite band, probably of all time, The Smiths um, and This Charming Man. Um, I was a huge Smiths fan, bought everything they did, 
all the B-sides, all everything. I was a real completist. Became a vegetarian, basically, because of Morrissey. Um, and, and I have to say, it's one of the, the saddest things in my life, what's happened to Morrissey in the last 30 years. Um, but I still love listening to The Smiths. Uh, and so here is uh, This Charming Man by The Smiths. And that was This Charming Man by The Smiths. Um, I love that tune. I really do love that tune. So thank you for picking that one. Yeah. Um, so question number three for you, Alex. Uh, what what makes you most proud about the city? It's, it's quite hard to think about this, isn't it? Because it's, you know, what does everybody coming together you know, represent something you're proud of. I, I think probably, without wishing to get too political, uh, the fact that we voted against Brexit um, as as an area, uh, I, I found um, quite encouraging, um, and I'd rather hoped that other other areas around the country would uh, follow our lead. Um, I think that's probably the main thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, let's not get too political. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I think. There was a sort of a, a sense of movement behind uh, that election, probably more so than others, I think, mm. um, locally. Um, and, um, yeah, people did sort of, uh, they seemed to sort of uh, vote for what they believe in. Mm. Um, and it was, it, yeah, St Albans did, uh, did vote kind of uh, against the current grain, I think, especially at the time. Yeah. Yes, and and also I think in some ways slightly surprisingly, I was I was a bit surprised that they did that, but uh, very pleased that they they had to made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, it's an interesting one. That. Yeah. A really <laughs> interesting one. Um, and as I said, we, let's not get too political. No, absolutely. Don't upset. Let's not get. Um, so, uh, what's your third song for us, Alex? A <laughs> third song. So. Uh, we're moving on. Had my the first record I bought, the music I listened to when I was a teenager. Now um, I'm at university, and I'm listening to all kinds of things. But uh, particularly the song that really sticks out for me uh, is "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman. We listen to a lot of Tracy Chapman. I, if I think back, there's that and uh, "Chocolate Hobnobs" and "Staying Up Very Late," uh, all very associated in my life. And I think I could have picked virtually anything off her first album, but uh, "Fast Car" is the one that I I like to sing in the car myself when I'm driving. So here's Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And that was Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Um, a lovely song, beautiful. Uh, I remember playing that in my youth. Uh, so what, and I, lo I love this question, Alex, and I'm, I'm sure you have something that uh, will, will be uh, equally good, but what is your hidden gem in St Albans? In general, it's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the uh, many advantages of lockdown has been that we've been out getting lots of plenty of exercise and my wife and I have walked all over the area. So there's all kinds of places that we hadn't uh, really kind of visited or even heard of um, that we've we've now explored. Um, uh, some places like Verulam Golf Club, perhaps not quite so hidden, um, but other spots like um, Beach Bottom Dyke um, down near the ancient Britain, um, which I'd kind of vaguely heard of, um, but we went there when the the bluebells were out, and that was really splendid. Um, but I think actually one of the my, my my kind of top hidden gem tip is the Watercrest Nature Reserve just off the Auburn Way, um, which we hadn't been to until a few years ago, even though we live quite close to it. Uh, and that's that's a remarkable spot, really lovely. It's run by it's owned by the council, but run by volunteers. And, and it's so beautiful and tranquil and quiet down there. There's a little orchard, there's water, um, there's, there's, there's walks. It, it's not vast, 
but it's it's really uh, really splendid and i'd recommend anybody just to um, nip down there and, and have a look it's very relaxing yeah um it's funny you say that the watercrest nature reserve i didn't know about this whatsoever until another guest had mentioned you were the second guest <laughs> it's and I, still I still haven't been there i have to i'll have to check out is it it's just off the Auburn way isn't it yeah just off the Auburn way um kind of near the allotments just there and um it's it, you can you can kind of see it from the Auburn way if you look over it's not exactly enclosed but unless you know what you're looking for um you you might not really spot it it's um but it really it's really lovely uh, i know friends of mine used to take their young children there all the time when they were tiny because I mean, you still have to look after them because there's plenty of water about. But it's a real kind of wonderland. It looks like it looks like it's been built for, um, you know, as part of the Shire and the Lord of the Rings film or something. It, it, it it's so beautiful. Well, that that yeah, that is a real hidden gem. And and the other one you mentioned earlier on was the Verulam Golf Course. And yeah. I, I I was I went walking over there during lockdown. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners are members of the club, but I have to say they 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 were brilliant they opened up their club yeah, yeah. to to walkers you know please don't go on the greens or yeah. keep your kids out the bunkers but please use our land yeah. um and feel free to to walk and it was amazing it was a really because you can walk you know through town you can go through the golf and come back you know, through the sort of the Sopwell area. Um, amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was lovely. It was very generous of them. I, I know they were, I heard stories about people having picnics in the bunkers and things like that. I mean, you know, some people are, you know, a bit beyond the pale, but that that was lovely. And I, um, I, I play snooker quite a lot and it's quite close to where I play snooker. And I'd, I'd never, I'd never been up there at all. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard you're a big snooker fan. <laughs> um, We'll come to that later. <laughs> come to that later, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, I, I believe uh, you have a bit of Barry White for us for our next song. Yes, I'm not sure pe- people who know me probably don't necessarily necessarily uh, associate me with Barry White, but um, when I when I was working in Spain, uh, I was working as a journalist in Madrid and um, on a magazine, and whenever we finished um, uh, an issue. You know, we finally put it to bed, pressed the send button, all that kind of stuff. Um, we used to put on um, some Barry White. We used to put on my first, my last, my everything, um, and dance around the editorial room, uh, which must have looked a bit strange to the people in advertising and things. Uh, but it was a great little tradition, and I, and I have to say that I've I've carried on, even though I've been living in England again now for nearly twenty years. Um, every time I finish something big, and I press send, and it whizzes away from me for the last time um i put this on and uh, do a little dance and um so yes it's uh it reminds me of happy times when work is over and that was my first my last my everything by barry white um you picking a barry white tune did surprise me i'll be honest <laughs> but the reason behind it is just beautiful um i uh yeah i think next time uh one of your books uh goes to print you should uh, definitely video your little dance and uh, share that well that's like whenever whenever you open the next one you can open it and, and imagine me having yeah. doing a little dance around fantastic um so what's your perfect st Albans day alex perfect day it's tricky isn't it i suppose uh what kind of perfect day would be to stay in bed reading and eating sandwiches but um 
if I actually have to get out and, and enjoy St Albans, um, I suppose I would. Uh, I live at the. I live quite near the bottom of the hill, not far away from um, Westminster Lodge. So I'd probably wander up the hill, have breakfast at Cafe Roma, read the newspapers there, um, and then have a little wander in town. Probably browse uh, books on the hill, the new bookshop, which is marvellous. Um, then perhaps go for lunch at the White Hart Tap, which is pretty much my local certainly one of my favorite pubs um and have something there and then I, i'm i'm assuming that this that this perfect day is probably a saturday for no particular reason but uh, let's assume it's a saturday um if st albans fc are playing at home i'd probably go and watch them if they're playing away somewhere um maybe a matinee at the uh, odyssey i really I, I love the odyssey uh, i think that's a that's a great spot and so pleased that they um uh, managed to get that reopened. Uh, then dinner, uh, probably at home with the family. Uh, I suppose a perfect day, or, or to, or to uh, include the family. Um, and in the evening, I'm a, I'm a keen snooker player. I've been playing snooker since I was quite young. Um, uh, we just thought it'd be quite good by now. But um, and I would we play every Wednesday night at the snooker club, um, just by the railway bridge in St Albans. And so I would definitely. Um, top off the day with um, several frames of snooker. Well, that does sound, that does sound a great day. Um, <laughs> let's pick the bones out of that. I think um, I'm a huge fan of Books on the Hill. Yes. Um, it, it's a real, if our listeners don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a bookshop at the, almost at the top of the hill, right by the Peahen pub. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a throwback. It, it's how bookshops used to be, you know, uh, knowledgeable people, amazing choice. Um, where everything has gone very digital, it it's a real kind of, it's a treat, wouldn't you say, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's lovely. I mean, the people who run it are lovely. They've they've done it out beautifully. I mean, it's just, just walking in. Even if you don't like books, it's it's nice to go and wander around. Yeah. Um, and it's um it's got a decent stock i mean it's not vast i mean it's not like one of these warehouse places but it's got a nice stock of everything it's got second hand at the back um it's got some um kind of rare stuff at the beginning but it's got you know fiction non-fiction children's yeah it, i mean everything really good and from a point they're very good about supporting local authors as well they're, they're excellent about stocking my things and you know asking me to sign books um and which they, they put up there um and from a writer's point of view uh, I always say it, it, it's excellent to support places like that, A, because you want to support by local and support local businesses. But from the author's point of view, we we just get a lot more money. If you buy stuff um, online from big names that we won't name, um, I just get a lot less money, a lot less. So, uh, but yeah, you know, as a shop, I would strongly recommend anybody to go in there. They're, they're open, I think, every day of the week, even on Sundays as well. So. Yeah. So, there's a real, there's, I mean, there's loads of reasons there to really, you know, shop local. Um, I think we do need to sh sort of really support those independents, especially in the the next few months. Um, I'm also glad you put St Albans City into your uh, perfect <laughs> day. I, yeah, I, well, yeah, it's well, my my um, son was played for for the youth teams, not the not the main ones. So I've spent a lot of time watching him run around in uh, yellow and blue over the last uh, eight or nine years. Um, and I, yes, I've always supported. I, I grew up in. Till I was twelve, I grew up in um, Telford, so I supported I supported Telford United in my main team, um, 
And I've always loved non-league um, football more, in fact, than league football. And uh, St Albans provides that in spades. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, for me uh, uh, and people who know me well will do this. I, regardless of what team you support, and I think kids today with how they're pressured in playgrounds to sort of support the big teams, I think wherever you live, you should always go and support your local team. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for me, to walk to a football stadium on a Saturday at three o'clock is the most perfect thing. And mm. we are we're really, really, really lucky to have a football club that you know is bang on the middle, centre of St Albans that you can go um, and you can take your kids to. It's very, very friendly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Yes, I've taken mine. You know, they've played on the. They've played, um, you know, they've done take part in penalty shootouts. Um, you know, they've actually played games there and things. And yeah, I think I think it's marvelous. It's a proper local community thing that that people ought to support if they, if they can. Um, I know yeah. it's not everybody's cup of tea, but like you say, if you like football, I think you should support local football. Yeah, definitely. And uh, both my boys, um, they'll hate me for saying this, but their first games, their first experience of, of live uh, football they were both taken to St Albans City yeah. and the club are really good at that. And so what I used to do, um, especially with my oldest now, is we'd go and watch the game and he, you know, he'd be in a, a, a buggy or a sling or whatever. And I would leave at half time, go into Clarence Park, let him go on the swings and the slide and all of those cool things. And then when the players came back out, I would then bring him back into the stadium and the club were brilliant like that. Yeah. They'd let me go out and you know let him play on the swings and then come back in. Yeah. Um, now now I have to take him to the bar, but yeah, <laughs> times change, eh? Times have changed. Times have changed. <laughs> so uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, what's song number five? What have you got for us? Song number five. Well, um, I've always liked um, folk music from when I was um, I suppose when I was quite young. Really, my my um, father quite likes folk music, but I've always listened to it. Um, tended to listen to more traditional folk music until about 10 years ago uh, and then started going to the um, Folk by the Oak Festival at Hatfield um, every summer which kind of rekindled my love of um, modern folk music. Um, it's a great it's a great um, folk festival, it's only, only a day long so you don't have any nonsense with camping in mud or anything like that and they get some excellent acts um, you know, who have seen there, Billy Bragg The Unthanked um, there's lots of people um, turn up um, but one of the best acts live acts I saw there uh, was uh, Bellowhead uh, and so uh, as part of the, all my, my choices I've picked uh, Roll Alabama by Bellowhead and that was Roll Alabama by Bellowhead uh, this is my St Albans on Radio Verlum we're here with Alex Johnson how you doing Alex you still still with us yeah no, still doing well still upright yeah, yeah so it's, uh, it's, it's going well Fantastic, fantastic. Um, if you could change one thing about St Albans, what would it be? Um, I I think it, 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 it is a really nice place to live. I have to say I've got very few um, issues with it, generally, apart from general grumpy old man issues with, with all kinds of life. I think I would like to see it more um, friendly towards cyclists and pedestrians. Um, rather a vague thing but um i think for example what they've done during lockdown closing the high street that's made that little area around there a, a real delight to walk around 
And during lockdown generally, one of the nicest things was just the absence of cars. Um, and I can see why people need transport and why we need some kind of communication network. But to make everything a bit more cycle-friendly, say, um, would be marvellous. Really encourage people by using proper cycleways, not these little kind of weird bits of cycle path that are cut out of the road and then suddenly disappear or um, you know, don't even exist. Uh, I think anything like that where people can be encouraged to move about without an engine um, and uh, ideally with a bike or by foot, that, that would be great. So that would be my thing. I'm not quite... I'm sure exactly how that would be achieved and what the knock-on effect of, say, pedestrianising the whole of the middle of St Albans would be. But I think one of the things about lockdown has shown that um, even under trying conditions, life can continue and it can continue in nicer ways. So that would be my, my suggestion. Yeah, I think traffic does crop up quite a bit as a as a, a negative of St Albans. And it doesn't mean to be it's a negative. Look, you know, we, we, we live in an age where people use their, their cars um but i think for me i think there has to be sort of braver decisions when it comes to the transport and what you've seen with sort of george street and the high street and around the clock tower it's amazing Mm. you know they put they put plants in i think the council and the bid have done a phenomenal job absolutely amazing job credit to them yeah um and you know just you know, start putting some street furniture, start putting benches, start, you know, where people can just, you know, come together and meet. And yeah. And actually, if people get used to that from coming back out of, say, lockdown, mm. and it's always there, yeah. they'll always forget it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, people talking about, you know, maybe the death of the high street in recent years, and particularly now with all the lockdown things, then you've got to make it more attractive to come in. Well, one of the ways of making it more attractive is, is to not have um, cars whistling around your ears at the high speed every 10 seconds and to make it, like you say, somewhere where you've got cafes spilling out into the street or you've got you know, some more green space or, or whatever, but uh, really encourage people to come in because it's nice, not because you want them to you know, spend huge amounts of money, you know, a mm. mixture of the two. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. Um, so song number six what have you got for us song number six um, now, one of the things that I've, I've found particularly interesting is that my um, my children as they've got older have, have enjoyed some partly they've enjoyed some of the music that I that I like so it was interesting when um, somebody did a cover version of Fast Car a couple of years ago that the boys loved it and couldn't believe that it was actually a cover I had to play it and say no 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 that was our, life, our generation that did that um, but it's not just that my my kind of my era but um, before my era as well. So they've really got into um, stuff from the, the 50s and the 60s, which they're more knowledgeable about that than I am. Um, and one of the songs they particularly like is Country Roads by John Denver. And it's one of the ones that we quite often, as a family, if we're, we're going somewhere in the car, um, we, we'll, we'll all sing it together. I, I find it quite bizarre. The first time it happened, I, I found it quite bizarre, but now it's become part of our life. So... Um, it's a it's a really kind of a, a pleasant memory of music uh, within the whole family, and it's Country Roads by John Denver. And that was Country Roads by John Denver. Um, this is my St Albans on Radio Verulam. Um That's a tune, Alex. That's it a is, great. It's it great, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, things like that, and I don't know, um, uh, Wichita Line Man, and things like that that uh, 
that I, I would never have really kind of sung before, but uh, I can remember taking the boys, the elder boys, um, to parties, and the, I'd have something on the radio, um, and they'd say, well, can we listen to our music? And I'd say, oh, okay. And then they'd put on something like Country Roads, and suddenly you've got uh, four 17-year-olds in the back uh, banging out John Denver at the top of their voices. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. So we've we, we come to the final question. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. So, what's the future looking like, Alex? What's the plans? What have you got going on? Uh, well, um, I'm going to carry on writing books. Um, I've still got the, uh, I've got several kind of in the pipeline, and it's like with all these things, you have to work well ahead. So, I've got ideas for more, um, and hopefully, um, that will carry on because that's what I enjoy doing. Um, I, I still do little bits of journalism, which I like very much, but it's the the, the, the books I enjoy particularly. Um, I've got interested, well, I've always been interested in printing, um, but particularly um, letterpress printing, printing by hand on a small letterpress machine. And I bought myself uh, a small Adana printer uh, at Christmas. So I've been fiddling about with that over the last six months. Lockdown has given me a little bit of chance to fiddle a bit more with it. Uh, and um, really getting into that, it's very nice. It's a nice kind of actually I spend so much of my time sitting at my desk just kind of tip tip tapping away it's nice to have something where I'm using my hands and actually producing and making something even if it's um, you know only half decent um, but that's been a real pleasure and I'd like to really explore um, wow. letterpress printing yeah that sounds, that sounds amazing and can you can you give our listeners a little uh, hint of any books that are coming out uh, well, I mentioned that the writers' rooms one. This uh, because of all the lockdown things, um, that's not actually going to be out for another couple of years now. That's how far away things oh. push and stretch. I've just finished one about um, it's an art history book, and it's kind of on this day in art. So it's um, every day um, what happened, something famous that happened um, uh, in the world of art. The quotation, a little mini essay bit by me. Um, that's going to be coming out about this time next year, hopefully. Um, so that should be good. That'll be available at your local bookshops. Um, so yes, they're, they're the two main ones. I'm, I'm probably going to be working on a joke book as well. So um, that's only the early stages. Ah, interesting. Interesting. A book about comedy. Interesting. Um, so, Alex, what's your final song? Uh, final song, right. So this is uh, my my I would say my favourite song. When people say, you know, what's your favourite film? What's your favourite everything? It's hard to say, isn't it? But favourite song is Stardust, written by Hoagie Carmichael. Um, uh, it's hard to say why I like it, um, but I it's something I heard when I, when I was quite small, and it's a lovely combination of um, lyric and melody. But particularly, it's particularly the music, and it just feels like a kind of perfect song to me. Um, I think the the version um, we're going to listen to here is by um, it's a Benny Goodman version, um, but this is Stardust, uh, written by Hoagie Carmichael. And that was Stardust uh, by Hoagie Carmichael and the Benny Goodman version. Um, a great song to end on. I've never heard that before. What a lovely song to end on. Mm. Yes, it's lovely, isn't it? It's uh, it, it's um, as I can't find the words for it really. It's it's so it's pretty. It's not too long. I think kind of slightly comes back to the Smiths for me in a strange way that uh, one of the things I liked about the Smiths was you know at a time when lots of songs were going on and on and on they were 
proper three-minute songs, and Star just just feels like a perfect short, um, perfect short song, really. Yeah, Alex, it's it's sad to say our time has come to uh, end the show. Um, thank you so much um, for joining us on uh, My St Albans. Um, really interesting chatting to you today. Um, listeners, if you haven't seen any of Alex's books, I'm very lucky to own a couple. Well, he's forced me to buy a couple. <laughs> uh, but I do own a couple of his books and I, I'm, they are ve- I'm very proud that they're on my bookshelf. Um, he's a phenomenally lovely man. Um, Alex, thank you so much. Good luck with the uh, the writing and the letterpress. Um, Thanks very much, Matt. It's been a, been a pleasure chatting to you about all this. Yeah, thank you very much. Have, um, listeners, that was Alex Johnson. This was My St Albans. Thank you very much. My St Albans was presented by Matthew Big. Production editing was by Troy Williams. You can find more local people talking about their lives and the local area in the podcast series. Just subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. If you'd like to support our free podcasts, head to radioverulam.com slash donate. Thank you.